You know you're created for more. Now let's do something about it. Welcome to Project You, the space for you to embrace the I can, I will philosophy and finally start making progress towards your goals, your dreams, and your desires. Be kind, supportive, and remember every day that the blueprint for you is within. I'm Cami Craig. Today, let's work on Project You. Hey you guys, welcome to Project You with Cami Craig. Fun topic today. It is about water. Water, water, water that needs to be consumed, that probably isn't ingested enough into our bodies. I had to just get that off my chest right away because there's there's not enough time to talk about the benefits of water and the the ways that our bodies uh, use water. And and when we look at our body, I, I want you to really dissect it and to see it in, in different levels and uh, different dimensions because I feel like when we just say the body, that we see it as a collective whole because that's what the body is, right? This is just us and it's who we are. However, there's so many different elements on behalf of our body. There's so many different ways that we function because of our different systems. And this is a very big topic during the holiday season, which we're coming into strong and, and people are freaked out about, about gaining the extra pounds. And I've been chatting with so many people lately, um, recently uh, about the COVID-20 you know, in 2020, I've already gained 20 pounds. I haven't gained 20 pounds in 20 years. And for whatever reason, people have just lost their 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 rocker a little bit, you know, during this time. So what we want to do today is educate ourselves on a topic, which is H2O, and also what it means to the body. So when you are wanting to lose weight, one of the things that I that I share with my clients and my people that I train online is I am asking you to be cognizant of how many sugary drinks that you're taking in in a day. And that is a Starbucks, that are those are the teas, that's the caffeinated drinks. Uh, it's the the creamer and your coffee, it's all the things, right? And really what happens is the these sugary drinks are among the most fattening items that you can possibly put in, in your body. They're so high in sugar. We were actually driving home from Gold Beach and my niece and I were talking about this huge Arizona peach tea, you know, and in that peach, peach tea, there was, I think, three different servings and all servings were 140 calories. And then all servings also had 34 grams of sugar in them. And we were like, Oh my gosh, this is so much. This is bizarre, but also very educating and, and alarming. And immediately it put me back into my younger days and in the in the profession of health, health and wellness is that we need to educate people more on why things are bad instead of just saying that it's bad, right? And so when you when you see it, and I often tell my, my clients is, Put, put also your drinks in MyFitnessPal. When you're really logging everything and you're really getting meticulous about what's going in your mouth, don't forget about the concentrated factors here. 
think about those. And also when you don't only think about it, but when you put them in my fitness pal and you're then educated, like, Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm 24 grams over on my sugar today. I'm allowing myself through solid food, anywhere from 50 to 70 grams of sugar per day. But then I had that peach tea from Arizona, right? And I'm over by 160 grams of, of sugar if you're drinking the whole thing. So that's where we become a little bit more educated out, out of the gate. And if you don't have a MyFitnessPal account, then just Google search what your drinks are. You know, and and if you're if you're drinking a Slurpee and and you're getting a little one every day, I don't know what that Slurpee looks like on a on a on a sugar content and and especially a, a small one. But I know that it majority is going to be from sugar. It's not protein and it's definitely not essential fats. <laughs> you know, so you're it's coming from your carbs and then those are broken down into sugar and it they become they become a, a reason why we're gaining more fat because it's just put in our fat bank. You know, so if you're over sugar or if you're over your calories or if you're over any of your macros, all those do is they go into a fat bank, they accumulate and then you become that. So then after I ta I'm talking about, okay, let's, let's really concentrate and log what kind of drinks that we're taking in a, on, in a day. And then on the other side of the spectrum, we're actually talking about drinking water throughout our day. And you would be astonished about how many people literally look me in the eye and be like, that's where I suck at really bad. Okay, how bad do you suck at this? And then they they full on let me know. Well, I have three cups of coffee and barely any water. And my immediate thoughts are like, how is this woman functioning? How does this woman not or haven't had or not going into kidney stones? You know, how is this woman flushing her system? And really regulating her, her body and, and the condition of her internal well-being. And, and I know that it's, that it's not happening. And so what I like to do, and that's why we're really talking about this today, is I like to educate my, my, my fitness gurus that are, that are maybe starting day one today, or you've been with your trainer, your gym, wherever for six months or five years, whatever the case may be. But as we walk into life and as we walk into new and better goals, I really truly believe that we should start to strategize and understand how am I going to get there? And part of that answer is I will educate myself on behalf of why these things are beneficial, why these things that I'm reading on the internet are good for me. And then you start to practice them. Then you start to have that mind-body connection. You are journaling throughout the time and you are engaging with self to understand where, where this is connecting for you. And if it's not connecting, then that's part of your self-journaling as well. So as we as we tap into just the 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 body itself when it comes to water we need to know that up to 60% of the human adult body is water 60% of our whole entire body is water okay so today i want to share with you the journal that i'm tapping into which is the journal of biological chemistry and 
when I do my research and when I'm really plugging in on my education, I don't just go to a natural Google search and pick the first thing that comes up. I actually go into medical journals, which is more fascinating than ever because it's it's so deep and it's so scientific that it makes so much sense to me. And this is something that I'm so passionate about. I'm not willing just to take the first engine search from Google that someone, you know, might have bought to to put on there. And I and I know that this could be a universal understanding of how much the body is made up of, but there's a lot of information out there and I really want to make sure that you have the cream of the crop information leaving this project you podcast with Cami Craig. Okay? So, as you're journaling and as you're writing things down to to understand where we should be on this on this standpoint, I really would love for you to know that the brain and the heart are composed of 73 percent of water. But that's the brain and the heart. The lungs are about 83 percent. The skin is around 64 percent. And your muscles and kidneys are 79 percent. Let's not forget about the bones as well, are a little watery. We can call them at 31 percent. So that's where I was talking about in the very beginning is we, we always see our body as a collective whole. And in my eyes, I, I've learned to look through x-ray vision. Unfortunately, that's not my superpower, but I really watched myself over the years transform my, my eyesight. You know, and when I say that, I'm, it's, it's, it's very bold of me to say I'm changing my eyesight, but I really look through, through my eyes towards you, if I'm, if you're standing right before me and look at you in, in almost a 3d dimension and an x-ray deeper into, into the body than what I just see. And that's where a lot of the hope comes, right? Because I see transformation. I see rejuvenation and restoration of your cells at a cellular level. You are changing if you start to practice healthier daily habits, right? So when I'm looking at you or I'm looking at me, I understand that I'm brought, I'm broken up in so many different ways. I'm, I'm a layer system here and you peel the layers off and you get to understand the capacity of what the body truly is. So out of the gate, we know that the brain and the heart, the lungs, the skin, the muscles, the kidneys, and also the bones are all made up of water. Um, a lot of water that is, and we're looking at 60% Okay, of our body in total. So as we know that that this is a real thing, then you you gotta know that we function the best with with water in our system. And if we are active humans, then you have to be more conscious of not only H2O, but you also need to be conscious of the electrolytes that that you're depleting and getting rid of, and you need to supply that back into your system. So we are now tapping into conversation about the body functioning properly and the cells functioning and the organs functioning, and they're only functioning properly because you are giving yourself water. And again, you would be astonished if you knew the numbers of women and men walking into just the gym at CCF. There's, there's hundreds and thousands of gyms across the world. And I know that other trainers can have that puppy dog look, you know, the, the side look and just per, super perplexed, like, wait a minute, what? 
you don't have any water in your day. And we're going to talk a little bit about that, how we can encourage uh, some water if you're not a water drinker. But out of, out of the gate, whether you're a young buck, whether you're in your mid thirties and forties, or whether you're, you're, you're drawing into the later years, we got to know that the, the benefits of drinking water is, is for every single stage of life. And we should never be neglecting ourselves of H2O. The one thing that I, that I share with most people is talk, the talk about joints and ligaments and the cartilage and the spine because those things are are part of our daily function as well like we walk and we're grabbing and we're running and we're shuffling places and doing things and some of you have very high labor jobs some of you are very sedentary and whether you're in a laborous job or a sedentary job you have to lubricate your joints you know, and to lubricate your joints comes from motion and it also comes from water. So cartilage found in joints and the discs of the spine contains 80% of water. So long-term dehydration can reduce the joint's shock absorbing ability, which will then lead to joint pain. You have to know that this is the reason for for the cringing and and the 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 looks that you're having and then the pain that you're having, right? Um, think about the Tin Man and Wizard of Oz. What's the one thing that they do, you know, to to make sure that he's mobile and he's not rusty and he can move, you know, is putting the oil within the joints and helping the the cartilage, right? Um, and everything else work properly. So the oil is a lubricant at the end of the day. And that is how lotion is to our skin. That is how motion is to our joints. And this is what water truly does. So functioning as an 80-year-old, functioning as a, a, a two-month-old, this is so crucial. And this is where we forget a lot because the day gets gets away from us, you know, and there's not enough time in the day to drink the water. Uh, but there is if you are practicing it. So just like you and I talk so much about becoming, you know, we can become better physically. We don't always have to work on our on our logic and our emotional intellect and our spiritual walk. Like I hope that you are also taking in consideration what it feels like and what it means to keep your body in motion and to do the the daily healthy habits to make you and create you into being a better functioning human. And if you're a better functioning human just physically, I really have found that my friends, which then become my clients, you know, and clients that become my friends, vice versa, um, they have a little pep in their step. They're a little happier. You know, I've even, this is off topic, but I've even had a handful of men and women just this year in 2020 when things were going so bad let me know that their depressiveness is going away because of their body being in motion and and their mind being distracted from the discursive thoughts that they have been in and and it's part of their release it's part of their sanity you know so uh, another another reason why water is so good for us is because of our saliva 
right inside of our mouth helps us digest our food and keeps our mouth nose and eyes very moist these are things that you don't think about because because we're we're just running and going and moving and and and, and creating things and making decisions and these are all great things but if we don't know about how our body functions and that's where my hope is i hope that we collectively and individually understand who we are and why God created us the way that he created us. And if we know those reasons, then we can turn to water more. Because now we know that saliva helps our digest, uh, digest our food and keeps our mouth and our nose and our eyes moist. This prevents friction and damage. So drinking water also keeps the mouth clean. And that's important to people. People with good hygiene, people that care about these things, understand that that water is is an important factor because it keeps our mouth clean. It keeps our saliva uh, inside of our mouth and our nose, and 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 we are able to function at a better rate, right? So instead of consuming this the the sweet beverages, which are the teas and the coffees and the the sodas and all that. Um, we also need to know what keeps our mouth clean is uh, is uh, the decrease of tooth decay. So if we know that we're drinking all the sugary drinks, then we also know that we're going to be taking a trip to the dentist. And we also know that that's going to be way more expensive. And we also know that we have control over this. Like it boggles my mind where people are like coming to the, the gym and they're like, oh my gosh, I just spend this and this on uh, this much on my cavities. And then that promotes this great conversation about, well, whoa, what are you drinking? It's not even about what you're eating. It's just about what you're drinking, you know? And then of course we get into the food groups too, but I just know that sweet beverages are going to promote tooth decay. So if we're not consuming them, then we're reducing that factor, which is a plus. It's a bonus. And those are the things I think about when I'm drinking water. Um, this did not come to me over um, just yesterday. This did not come to me the day that I walked into health and wellness. This has been an ongoing form of research for me because I have also battled with not drinking enough water and I'm an athlete. And so when I really started to challenge myself in the endurance training and understand like how much my body was depleting itself and how much I wasn't rejuvenating my, my inner organs and, you know, all the, the organs that we were just talking about that need water to survive and to function, I then started to pump the brakes a little bit and give a little, and then it became a lot more time on, on why. And what are the benefits? So this has actually been um, a really fun journey for me as well, being an athlete. But another reason why you want to drink more water is that it delivers oxygen throughout your body. So blood, just remember this and write this down. Blood is 90% of water. Your blood is made up of 90% of water. And blood carries oxygen to different parts of the body. So out of the gate, and I, and I must say this at my leanest and at my most strongest and my healthiest being, I can look back and be like, yep, I was getting at least a gallon, a gallon and a half of water a day. And then I'll tell you other things that I did along the way. But I, I was like, you know, gosh, this feels really good in comparison to only drinking a half gallon of water. 
a day. And then of course my research comes in because I'm, I'm always navigating in that way through my profession. And I'm like, Oh, that's why, because my blood carries oxygen to different parts of my body. And, and, and that's why I feel better. Like this is, this is something that is flowing better inside my body. And I am having the mind and body connection where I truly do feel it. Right. So water also is, is a place where we can really tap into when it comes to our skin. We also know that skin alone contains 64% of water. So our skin, right, is something that is seen all the time. It is our canvas. It is our first recognized place in, in, in scenery of our body. And I also know, and I'm going to talk about my experience, but I also know that I can break out when I'm drinking the more sugary beverages, or I'm drinking a little bit more alcohol, or I'm drinking the trans, or sorry, eating the trans fats, the processed foods, like out of, out of the gate, that's where my skin becomes a little dismantled. And then I know, I know, I know, I know that if I'm overeating the bad foods and over drinking the bad beverages, I know that my, my skin is not being boosted. I know that it's, it's under fire right now. The, the beauty of my natural state and, and really clear skin is not present. And so when people are going to the dermatologist and they're attempting to find out all these ways and these things and these moisturizers and these serums, believe me, I am notorious on all of that stuff. However, I do know that the routine of good, healthy beverages and good, healthy, nutritional, solid foods, along with the water intake is also a part of my medicine to how my skin looks. So water boosts your skin health and also makes it beautiful. So when you are dehydrated, the skin becomes more vulnerable to the disorders that we're talking about. And also it, 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 it promotes premature wrinkling. And if I'm talking to mostly women right now, then you know darn well that that's not okay. And for anyone that are in their 30s up right now, we're in a preventative state. You know, in our 20s, we're like, oh, whatever, son, oh, whatever. And hopefully that's not the case right now. Hopefully our 20-year-olds are being way smarter than we were. You know, but as you walk into your 30s and your 40s and your 50s, I mean, we are really doing the dang thing. Because we know that this aging thing is going to happen. So it's not a matter of us stopping the aging process. It's about us slowing it down a little bit. And I I want to say yes to more water to help premature wrinkling, to help the, the skin disorders even be a, um, an issue, you know? So... Uh, moving along, I want to also talk about the the benefits of water and, and why and how it cushions the brain, the spinal cord, and all other sensitive tissues. When we are dehydrated, when we become in a dehydrated state, this can affect the brain structure and also it can affect the function of our brains. Okay, And it's also involved in the production of hormones and neurotransmitters. We don't think of these things because out of sight, out of mind, no one sees their hormones. You feel your hormones and you sure as crap talk about them, you know, and, and, our, and, and your husbands and your coworkers sure as heck know when the hormones are on and when they're not, you know, but 
I think that these are our moments, these little aha moments, like holy smokes, like here I am dehydrated 90% of the time. And that's why I don't feel good, which is also why I am irritated, which is also why I'm frustrated, which is also why I'm hit a plateau. Like this could be the driving force to your weight loss. This could be the driving force to your attitude change. This could be the driving force to you staying in your marriage and staying in your friendships and staying bonded and, and, and easygoing with your family. I'm not kidding you. I, I speak all the time to women and I let them know, do not take life out onto your loved ones. This is about you and this is not about them filling that void. You have to be in an experiment right now. You have to make sure that you have this mind and body connection to understand, holy smokes, I don't drink water and I was not feeling well, which is also a projection on how I treat people. You know, and, and funny that we're saying that it's just water, but that's as simple as it can be, right? And so when when you have this prolonged dehydration when it comes to the brain, spinal cord, and other sensitive tissues, we can also find ourselves not thinking clearly and our reasoning to be altered. And so again, I, I say that you can save a lot of things in your life by thinking more clearly, by having more reason. And and that is because you are hydrated. You are spending time sipping on water. You, you know that you sip on your tea. You know that you sip on the beverages. You know you sip on the coffee. Like those are pleasuring things. Those are your, those are your guilt or guilty pleasures. But now when it comes to actually functioning as, as, as an optimal human body, you owe this to yourself to start drinking more water. So one of my favorite topics about water is knowing that when I am ingesting water, I know that it's regulating my body temperature. And I learned this not too long ago. It was about four years ago. And I, I met a, a man by the name of Chris Chapman. And he is a paraplegic. And he let me ask all the questions. He let me ask and touch and feel where he is coming from. And one of the interesting things is like it, that he told me was that he has the inability to sweat. So he has to know what his body temperature is when he's working out, when he's not working out, so he can cool manually, so he can cool himself off. That, that information alone right there, my I think my jaw was dropped and I was staring at Chris. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? He's like, nope. This is how... This is how intricate I am about knowing my body. I have to know the little, little to the major, major details because it's life or death for me. And I was like, oh my gosh, if you know your body this well, like I would say, I would, I would, I would put it on the voting poll that about 90 to 95% of people don't ever know their body temperature. They don't even know how to regulate their body temperature. And this is where we're educating today. Water that is stored in the middle layers of the skin comes to the skin's surface as sweat. That's how sweat happens. So let me say that again. Water that is stored in the middle layers of the skin, which to the skin surface as sweat when the body heats up. So as it evaporates, it cools the body. And this happens in sports and, you know, your races and all these things. So 
some scientists have discovered and also suggested that when there's too little water in the body, heat storage increases and the individual is less able to tolerate heat strain right? And so having a lot of water in the body may reduce physical strain if heat stress occurs during exercise, but more research is needed in, in, into these effects. And, and we know that that's why I stay on this topic. That's a lot more information just about how water regulates our body temperature than what causes, um, you know, lack of water when, when we're cushioning the brain and the spinal cord and the sensitive tissues. Like we just know that we're going to find problems with thinking and reasoning and our production of hormones and neurotransmitters are going to be, are going to be altered a little bit. But, but look what I said when we're talking about regulating body temperature, right? Where I, I, I'm researching from the scientists that have suggested that when there's too little water in the body, heat storage increases and the individual is less able to tolerate heat strain you know and and so and i'm kind of really like hitting this one strong because there's a lot of people that are athletes that don't think of themselves as athletes like there's women that i know that run six miles a day they do a hit workout and then they do a peloton workout at night after after uh work and and there's women that are doing endurance races now, like 50 mile plus races. There's people that are doing challenges online and, and being coached online from trainers and all these things. And at the end of the day, we need to know that we're exerting ourselves. So we have to replenish ourselves. So when we're talking about ingesting water, we're also talking about how that supports the digestive system. The digestive system depends on water. The, the bowel movement, the just going poop alone, you have to have water for that area of your body to work properly. So when people come to me and they're like, well, I'm constipated and I, I immediately start talking about water. I don't start talking about cranberry juice and all the fibers and all these things. I literally talk about, are they dehydrated or not? Because dehydration can lead to digestive problems across the board. It can cause an immense amount of pain and constipation. And it's, you, you know, can also, dehydration can also cause problems in an overly acidic stomach. You know, and, and some people are like, wait, what do you mean an overly acidic stomach? You know, and in and, and, and the heartburn and the stomach ulcers, like these things happen not because you're lacking in sleep and some of it is, but it's not because you're lacking in making money. It's not because you're lacking in gaining the, the logic and the tools that we need to live this life. It's because you're lacking in water. You guys, a hundred percent, your bowel system needs to work properly and you owe that to yourself. Um, a little TMI, but I use the restroom number two, at least two times a day. And I love that I do because I it, it helps me and reminds me that I'm a functioning adult with 60% of my body made up of water. And if I know that I'm 60% of my body is made up of water, I have to replenish myself in order to function at my optimal. And my optimal is not 100%. I go into these waves, you know, uh, these past two weeks, I've been, uh, 
maybe a 60, 70% optimal. Haven't been feeling that great on an energy level. So what am I going to do? I'm going to focus on, on treating myself right with water if I'm not getting my workouts in. This is a piggyback from the digestive system, but also water flushes body waste. So water is needed in the processes of sweating and removal of urine and feces. So that goes hand in hand with the digestive system and also knowing that your body needs water to flush the body waste. And the more that, again, the talk about if I'm not going to the restroom two times a day and also if I'm not urinating periodically throughout the day, and if you're drinking a gallon to a gallon and a half of water, you are going to the bathroom every hour on the hour. Like it just, it's just part of the process. It's the way the cookie crumbles. And so that can be really annoying to people, which is also why people choose not to drink water because they're like, I'm annoyed. I have a job and I have a job to get done. And if I'm going to the bathroom all the time, that's annoying. It's taking time away from my job. But also I'm thinking in the long run, are you are you going to neglect yourself so hard that you put yourself into the hospital, that you put yourself into the emergency room, that you put yourself into a an emergency visit to your doctor because you're going to be asked, hey, are you drinking water? Are you? When's the last time that you even got more than two glasses in? You know, and then you start to understand, oh my gosh, that's where my heartburn's coming from. That's where my stomach problems and ulcers and constipation and overly acidic stomach and digestive problems are coming from. Like you get to answer your own questions just by how much water are you drinking, right? Drinking water also helps maintain blood pressure. So a lack of water can cause blood to become thicker, which increases your blood pressure. And we don't want thick blood. You know that our blood is made up of 60% water. You know that. So if we know that, then we are moving into the direction of, okay, I'm drinking more water because I have blood pressure problems. And what is the, what is the easiest thing to do to not create this havoc for my internal system? Drink water. That's the answer. Write that down. <laughs> Drink water. Uh, also, in, in piggybacking on the blood pressure, Getting water also helps the airways. So when we're dehydrated, airways are restricted by the body in an effort to minimize water loss. This can make asthma bad and also allergies way worse. So I've actually had two clients that before training, they had really, 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 really bad asthma. And I catered to it and I made sure that we went around it and we didn't overexert and all the things. In the same sentence, we always were talking about nutrition and water and how important these are. And especially when it comes to water and benefiting the airways. And I would really push that because I'm like, this is one of your pieces of your medicine is the water. It's also the motion and in getting well, but it's the water. And then sure as crap, because they became more hydrated, then their air were, airways were not restricted by the body and and that made them feel good. They didn't have the constant asthma attacks. And it was literally because yes, they were working out, they're changing their habits, but they thought this thing was chronic. You know, and and fortunately, it wasn't chronic. The, 
there's so many different reasons and we keep we we keep identifying what these reasons are on why we're drinking water but there's so many different reasons why water is so beneficial and and another one that makes me tickled pink to talk about is that it makes the minerals and the nutrients accessible to the body so these dissolve in water, right? Minerals and nutrients dissolve in water, which makes it possible for them to reach different parts of the body so they can function. Remember, we think of our body as just this one big robot and you just plug it in and go, no, we're not a Tesla. We are not a Tesla. And some of us would love to be a Tesla, but we're not ever gonna plug in and just go. So you need to know why water is beneficial and how this will make this system, which is this body and all the different parts of the body in the different layers, uh, uh, become more functioning, better functioning, because you are allowing the minerals and the nutrients to dissolve and reach different parts of the body because because you make that accessible you you created this this ambiance for your internal system and i commend you for those that are finding this podcast um you know like re- on repeat because you drink your water you know why you drink your water then maybe this is just a little touch up for you and this is a little you know okay I, I kind of forgot about the body temperature regulating my body temperature but I knew everything else like I I I hope that you're taking at least one thing from this and knowing that water is so important and there's not a lot of, of doctors out there that can say yep you need to be drinking a certain amount of water it really I identify with telling people you need to drink at least a gallon, okay, um, in your day. And if you need more, then take more. But I wouldn't go any more or any less. And that's just based off of the experiment of myself. I've I've never felt great having less water. And I I definitely feel like I can drink too much and I'm water, like I'm kind of going into this gorge of water and I'm feeling like a water balloon. And I don't like to be in that state either. So again, it's a, it's a pace and it's an experiment and I understand that. So when, when we go into the internal organs and we're saying, okay, we need to make our minerals and nutrients accessible to different parts of our body, we also need to know that our, our water intake is going to prevent kidney damage. And there is so many people in my lifetime of coaching that have gotten kidney stones or they've had uh, kidney failure they've they've seen the problems within the kidney and and I didn't know this when I was younger the first thing that I should have said to my first client that got kidney stones was like well have you drinking a lot of water or do you not drink water during your day or how much water do you drink during your day um and then that could lead to conversation and to it can lead to reflection and, and it can lead to the answers on behalf of why that woman got the kidney stones so the kidneys regulate fluid in the body so any any account of insufficient water can lead to kidney stones and also different problems when it comes to the kidney and of course going back to the talk of talking about performance and exercising and being an athlete and and plugging into your curriculum when it comes to what your trainer has for you for the race and stuff we need to know that that water boosts our performance it it gives us life really 
and there's a, there's actually some scientists in the research that I've been doing that have proposed that consuming more water might enhance performance during strenuous activity, you know, and, and, and then there's more research that is needed to confirm this, but one review found that dehydration, dehydration reduces performance and activities lasting longer than 30 minutes. And this is really good information because these are things that you might have thought about and you might have questioned and you might have been a little concerned about, uh, hence to why we're chatting about this. Um, going back to the front side of our conversation on Project U with Cami Craig today talking about water is the weight loss, which I like to call it fat loss. I want to lose fat and we want to gain muscle and please uh, go back into the earlier episodes on Project U with Cami Craig. There's a three-part series on how to lose body fat. And then above a couple from there is how to put on lean mass. And now I'm going to entice my clients to listen to this podcast in hopes that we can kind of gather all this, you know, and, and understand and being a better experiment when it comes to our walk and, and, and health and wellness. Water can really help with weight loss if it's consumed instead of the sugary and sweetened juices, sodas, coffees, all that stuff. Preloading with water before meals can help prevent overeating by creating a sense of fullness. And that's what I'm talking about too. I can I can drink a lot of water and just feel like a water balloon. I don't like to be that full of water, but in my days where I had a very unhealthy relationship with my food, I I did notice that I would overconsume on water and that would help really that would really help me from overeating. Let's just call it that. And I created this sense of fullness and that was uh, done by accident. And now that I look back and I'm able to reflect, it's a, it's one of the, the pieces of advice I give my clients when they're attempting to find themselves in a fat loss regimen. And um, I wanted to mention this because this is a topic of conversation around the gym and obviously with um, friends and at gatherings and all the thing, but what what can you do to help consuming alcohol and not have a raging hangover? And what can you do while you're consuming the alcohol? Um, and you know where I'm going with this, you know, to to create a, a better life for yourself. And it's to drink more water while you're you're consuming your alcohol. And this is something that a lot, a lot of people do because they just get so narrow-minded when they're drinking and they're just like, okay, another glass of wine or another tequila or another uh, vodka tonic or whatever it may be. And they, and they stay within that, that alcohol. But my, my golden rule is a one-to-one ratio. So if you're having your glass of wine, then please consume your glass of water. So when you're, you're doing that, you're working on your hydration because anytime that we're dehydrated, the next day and the chance of hangover is going to be greater. Also, when you take away the sugar out of the, the popular cocktails, um, that is also going to decrease the chances of you having a blasted hangover. And um, uh, another thing that you can do is, is have your drink but modify it with some 
tonic water or some club soda, um, ice, and maybe some lemon or limes in there. Um, and that will definitely help you prevent from over-consuming on the alcohol. And also, you are what? Hydrating yourself along the way. Um, well, like I said, talking about water was going to be a whole episode. And I do believe that we can maybe move this into two episodes because it is such a strong topic on behalf of why it is so beneficial to our, our function and optimal use of the body and all the different regions of the body. Uh, and one thing that we didn't even talk about was how vital it is to have water in order for the kidneys to function. This is a huge deal when we're talking about chronic disease, uh, kidney disease that is, and when we're talking about the organs stopping, when we're talking about kidney transplants, and when we're talking about UTIs and all the you know the kidney stones and all the things that come from not drinking water, you know? And so um, I'm gonna save that for another time. And I do want to let you know that you are a greater human in becoming your best self by educating self. So everything that you learned today that you are jotting down in your journal, I, I'm excited that you have this knowledge and I'm excited more importantly for you to exercise these habits. I'm excited for you to once and for all just take the plunge, take the risk to trust the process when it comes to engaging and ingesting water. So here is my action of the week for you. And it is something that I share with every single client uh, that walks in, especially over the course of the last two months. So if you are bad or if you're good at drinking water, I still want you to do this exercise. You're going to go to Walmart, Costco, uh, Rayleigh's, any shopping mart that you have. And I want you to go purchase seven gallons of water, seven different jugs of water. When you go home, you're going to, you're going to label each gallon and that's going to say day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, day six, and day seven. You're going to use these seven gallons of water as hall or living room decor, and it's going to annoy your loved one or your roommate or whatever. But I think that this also might intrigue that other person or people in your home to understand how much water they're consuming as well. So I would love for you to start this exercise on a Monday. And when you wake up, you immediately go to your gallon day one of water and you start to consume, uh, uh, consume that water. And it is going to be from the time that you wake up all the way to the time that you go to bed. And when uh, you're done drinking that gallon of water, you are going to put it back onto the wall of your home decor and you're going to be ready for day two. And then you're going to do the same thing, put it back in day three. Now, some of us are, are not going to consume the whole gallon because we're not used to drinking that much water. We're not used to going to the restroom that much. So you might notice that day one, you got through half a gallon and that was just too much. Then on day three, you might have gotten three-fourths of a gallon. And then day four, you might have gotten a fourth of a gallon. Um, but, or you might have gotten all three days, four days, five days, six days of, of, of the gallon and consumed it all. 
But my point is, whatever it is, I want you to see a week's worth of effort in consuming water. I want you to really gather and be honest and truthful to self once and for all. I'm like, oh my gosh, I really can drink a gallon of water and that felt really good. And then I want you to start journaling what that felt like. Did you feel any different? Did you feel that you were going to the restroom and also number two more often did you feel your body temperature regulate did you feel that your blood pressure was going down and i want you just to feel and then i want you to write these feelings down and then i want you to be aware and alert of how much water that you are drinking or are not drinking. And so uh, by the end of the week, you will have this experiment done and then you'll be able to uh, get a hold of me. You can email me. You can go to my Instagram. You can get on my Facebook messenger. Uh, and if you have my, my, my cell phone number, please don't hesitate to let me know what your experiment looked like by, by day seven. How much much uh water were you getting in and i'm i'm stoked for you i'm excited to be a part of this experiment with you and thank you guys so much for for being there with me and educating um a little bit more about water and why it truly is beneficial to your performance and your optimal performance that you are so deserving of all right you guys until next time mwah. my obedience determines my outcome my discipline determines my destiny. My faith determines my focus. <laughs>